You're listening to Rock Out With, hosted by me, Danny Faye. Um, so if you just want to introduce yourselves. All right, uh, I'm, I'm Mikey and I sing and I sirens fall. Go for it, Bailey. All right, then. I'm Bailey and I play drums for a sirens fall. Uh, I'm Adam and I play guitar in our sirens fall. And who's missing? Jason. He's a bassist, yeah. also my cousin. <laughs> so I noticed on socials that you've uh, changed your look up recently and kind of deleted everything and started again. What was the reason for that? Well, we, we've been a band for a little while now. And for, I think when it came to this song that we've just put out, it kind of felt like a whole new thing. Uh, there was something different about the energy of all of it and the, yeah, just the, the, the whole process behind it had been different as well. And it just kind of made sense given what's going on in the world to just take a step back for a minute and think about the things that we had taken for granted as givens. And for the last number of years, we've been in like black double denim and like uniformal patches and everything's been very, you know, we've had that uniform for a very long time. And you just sort of ask the question, what would happen if we got rid of that? You know, what would happen? Who would we be? What would we look like? What would each of us want to do? And for the first time we worked with a stylist called Kitty, uh, Kitty Cowell. And I, we had a long conversation, a lot of long conversations with her and she came up with all of these different angles for each of us. And everything was suddenly really exciting visually for us again. Uh, and it matched up with the song, which was just this whole, it's a complete new energy for us. It's a complete new vibe. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it's been like a period of experimentation, I guess. And we've landed on something that feels like it's breathed new life into us. Not that there wasn't life already, but it's definitely like refreshed everything, you know? Yeah. So why are, they, why are the colors? I like yellow. <laughs> Big fan of bees, not wasps, but bees. And wasps are bastards. Wasps are yeah. unnecessary. They do nothing. They just upset children and me. Um, <laughs> bees, on the other hand, safe with bees. We will wear bee colours forever. No, I just, I just, I just really like yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forcing it on my team. <laughs> <laughs> do the rest of you like yellow? I've never asked that question. <laughs> I told it. The thing that was yellow before this band, but now half yeah. my shit's yellow. <laughs> I'm not apologizing. I'm joking. I, I I'm not apologizing. You look great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, talking of the new single, what was the inspiration mm -hmm. behind it? Uh, sonically, absolutely loads going on. Like there's, I, I always a big inspiration for us is whatever we did latest, we'll run as far away from that as we possibly can and do something completely different. Um, and we don't really even think about doing that. It's just kind of an instinct thing. It's like a board of that road now. Let's go do something else. Um, 
So I'd say that was a big inspiration on it. But, but in terms of other artists, I think Adam would chime in here. I bet there's, I mean, there's a load of Biffy Clyro going on. Yeah. There's a lot of a band called Lost Alone, who were huge for me when I was younger and still are. They're not a band anymore, um, but they're all lovely people and super, super talented. And all those stacked harmonies, um, that's just something that I've always wanted to involve in, in us. Um, and that came, came from Lost Alone for me. Um, loads going on. Um, and lyrically, it's from... The idea of holding yourself in a place where you're numb to reality and you're not letting yourself feel things and you're ignoring all the things that you've been through in order to just get through the day and just to get on with things and you're just sort of living life on autopilot a little bit. Uh, and it's about finally allowing yourself to feel those things and perhaps not doing it in the healthiest way um, and inviting a lot of chaos and a lot of chemicals and unsavory things into your life that perhaps aren't conducive to a healthy lifestyle. Um, and it's, it's not really a song with a happy ending. It's not a song that's sort of, and everything was fine in the end. You know, it's, it's not one of those, it gets better tunes. It's just a snapshot of what shit was like, really. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can swear on this. Yeah. Yeah. You can swear. Uh, swear what you want. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a snapshot of what shit was like. Um, and it's important for me to be honest about things, you know, and to not, paint things in a way that is insincere or falsely positive, you know? I mean, you can kind of get that from the title because dynamite doesn't really have a happy ending. Depends <laughs> on your goals with the dynamite, doesn't it? I mean, if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you're down a gold mine and you blow up some dynamite and you find some gold, that's a well done. But if you're playing with it, you know, it's probably not going to end well. Might lose some fingers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking. I'm talking out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Was it written before or after lockdown? I'm just going to remove the cat. <laughs> Dynamite was written before lockdown. I, oh. I had a I had a first demo of that song, like in its first ever iteration, the first the first evolution of what is now the fully evolved Pokemon of Dynamite, was <laughs> sat on my hard drive, like, like 2019, summer 2019. Um, and we've, we've knocked it about and played tennis with it for ages. And then we recorded it in January, didn't we? Was it January? Yeah, it was January. Yeah, it was like New Year's week, actually, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was. It was. No, it was right before lockdown was when we did Wide Awake Club and Puppy Squad. Yeah. That was it, yeah. And then we did, in January, we went to do Dynamite. And then it's just been set there ever since. There no concept of time anymore, is there? Like, everything. <laughs> <laughs> It's all just become a blur. It's all bizarre. It's so weird. So weird. So how did you stay busy during lockdown? I I work as an engineer, so I I was working throughout the whole thing. (laughs) But whatever. Did keep me busy. (laughs) I tried to um, just get in the rehearsal space as much as I could, obviously, permitting, like, when I could. And I, uh, I got in there, tried just doing constant writing on drums, recording everything that I could. And then I uh, did a bunch of drawing. 
so I, I like to do drawing in my spare time so I created loads of well quite a few different art prints and for the release of the last EP I did 10 custom baseball bats that you could get in the bundles so I, I spent a lot of nights just hand painting them with like yellow paint on black and that's basically how I spent lockdown a load of baseball bats you did do a lot of it. <laughs> yeah and I didn't put a single hole in any wall and I'm so happy about that because I thought that was going to happen it's quite the achievement <laughs> yeah I was very proud I'm very tired <laughs> but we got there what about you Mikey keeping busy during lockdown uh, a lot of writing I've done a lot of walking. I wasn't really a big walker before, <laughs> and I've become one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's always tricky because people ask you this question, and you think about it later, and you think, "Oh yeah, I did some really interesting stuff," but <laughs> actually think about what ninety-five percent of it was, and ninety-five percent of it was. I have watched all of Harry Potter, I have watched all of Star Wars, I have watched all of Breaking Bad, I have done all of The Walking Dead. What else is that? Like, <laughs> we were sat when we were making Dynamite, actually. I remember Neil, the producer, turning around and asked, uh, he, was, he was working on something and he was making a conversation and he said, what do you miss most? As in, from before lockdown, because we were fully locked down at the time. And... I, my mind just went blank, and my instinct was just TK Maxx. I missed <laughs> TK Maxx more than anything. And I remember thinking, that's such a fucking shallow thing to say. But like, no, that's the honest truth. In that moment, I wanted to go to TK Maxx. Well, I mean, like when they start putting all the Halloween decorations in, it's like, it's like heaven, isn't it? Have you been? The last two weeks has been amazing. I have been, yeah. I really want to go, though. I bought a headless horse. Can we go? Is, in, is this in TK Maxx? Yeah, TK Maxx. Yeah, I didn't realise you could buy that. Yeah, they do all sorts. You all have... sorts of Halloween stuff oh. at TK Maxx. Best place that's, in the UK for it. Mm -hmm. awesome. Yep. There's one yep. just around the corner. Yes, there is. Get your stuff off there. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, um, so, how was it getting back out and gigging? Amazing. Yeah, we did awesome. our first show. <laughs> it was awful. Don't lie. It was awful. It was, it was hell. <laughs> it was stressful. It was. Oh, so I'll just be honest. An hour and a half in a three hour journey would break down. This happens every time, by the way. <laughs> so wheel bearing went, got welded in because the tire got so hot. But we made the show, and the show was incredible. Oh, the show was awesome. it, yeah, it was absolutely incredible to be back on stage again to an actual crowd and just feel that sense of normality again to what it used to be. Mm -hmm. And you kind of feel, I don't know, in that moment, personally, it kind of felt like none of this ever happened. It felt like some sick joke, <laughs> but it was so good. Yeah, it was. Besides breaking down. Yeah. Yeah. That always sucks. Yeah. But yeah. It wouldn't be a sirens show if my van didn't die at some point, I don't think. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you need a new van. 
No, I don't say that. I've got no money. <laughs> <laughs> we've, had, it's, we've had two vans over how many years, and they both keep broken yeah. down, haven't they? But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> we won't get into the first van, but this, this one is significantly better. But it does seem that it's only ever the drives that really, really matter. It decides that it's being kept in poor condition. And then it's the drives that I just don't want to do. It's fine. Absolutely fine. Runs like a dream. So <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, can we expect any more new music this year? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Always good. Yeah. Lots, lots, and lots. Won't say much more than that, but there's yeah, there's there's loads of stuff. Uh, stuff that's cooked, stuff that's cooking, stuff that's about to go in the oven. This is <laughs> the kitchen is busy. There's loads going on. Absolutely loads going on. Yeah. So how would you describe your music as its current state to people who've never heard you? Aggressive pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's, that's and the answer for a couple of years. It's easier than saying X band meets Y band. Yeah. And they had a fight with the other one. Like it's <laughs> because like, you know, I, I kind of, we, 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 we liked the idea of playlist band for a while. I remember we played with that for a while because the advice that people always used to throw around a few years ago was you need to choose a sound and you need to have that be your identity. But over the years, we kind of realized that our identity is just us doing whatever we're doing because it just somehow always ends up sounding like us. Um, and it's, it's just really free way, to isn't it? think about gender, genre. Sorry? It's like more fun that way when you genre hop. Say again? It's more fun when you genre hop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, definitely, because yeah. it's like when we go to the space and we go to writes, somehow we're liking something different, and I think musically we've all got very mm. different backgrounds of music, but somewhere it all connects at one point, and it's always it's all, it's fun. It's all very natural as well. So we don't specifically go to a go to a, a practice and think let's let's write a metal no. song or something like that. So usually, just someone could have written a riff at home or something, and we'll bring it to the practice, and we'll just see where it goes. It could could end up as a, a massive indie anthem or something like that. Who knows? But whatever. yeah, that, that happened the other day, didn't it? Like we were working <laughs> on this super sad, like cinematic thing. I'm just messing around, really. And uh, it went on for ages, just this super... Like, it was in A minor. I don't know why I'm telling you that, but it was really sad. And we came out at the end of this jam, and I'm like, well, let's try and structure it. Let's try and make it into a song. And the moment that you start forcing it, it suddenly sucks. <laughs> <laughs> just about being honest and uh, sincere. I think that's really important for us. And that often means that... You know, you go from releasing a song like Puppy Squad, which is a song that we put out last year, yeah, um, which is just fucking chaos and it's nuts and it's heavy guitars and it's shouting and it's screaming. And right before that one, it was a piano ballad and it was all Queen harmonies and big theatrical moments and just completely different universe, but it's still us and it's just a million times more fun that way. It was people on their toes, that's for sure. Yeah, I guess. 
So other than breaking down, what's the funniest thing that's ever happened on tour? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wonder what we can what we can talk about. <laughs> uh, how many times have I nearly died? I mean, that's all music video shoots, though, isn't it? Something yeah. about our music videos occurred. They always try and kill me. Um, <laughs> I don't know, on tour, I mean, when we broke down in the middle of Belgium, in the middle of nowhere, and... Got to be uh, a breakdown story. Yeah, it was going, obviously. Like, oh, no, i tell you what, me locking the keys in the back of the van. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is so even we, but it's it, not like it's funny now. It wasn't then. It was deeply traumatic, and it was my you fault. See, right, Mikey. You see what you're saying now? Yeah. This is exactly what we were saying to you when you were having that mental breakdown. Like it'll be funny later. And nah, you're just there, like, no, it'll never be funny. What I wanted to hear at the time was, "I love you, man. It's okay. We forgive it'll you. It'll be all right." It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't okay. true. <laughs> So just just to paint a picture, right? Um, we had we we it was the start of a tour, and the first date of the run was uh, a set up at Whitby Golf Weekend. Um, so it was like I mean, was it November? It was like the twenty fourth of October. It was my first show in the band. That's how great it was. Yeah, October. So, yeah. so we had that show in Whitby, and the following day we had a show in London on Wednesday thirteen at the Garage. Um, which at the time was the biggest show we'd ever played and we were super excited for it. So we went up and we did Whitby and we had a session guitarist with us for the night and the plan was, because you know it's all favours and we're a small band, so the plan was he comes and plays the show, we drive back home from Whitby, he works the following morning, I pick him up from work and then we go to London. That was the plan. We play the show up in Whitby, load in the van to drive home uh, I slam the door shut on the back of the van, which is behind like a steel bulkhead where all our gear is. And I realize the keys to the van are sitting on top of one of the amps in the back. Um, I remember Jason, our bass player, looking at me and saying, well, where are the spurs? They're on the same keychain because <laughs> I didn't want to lose them. <laughs> and you, you got to bear in mind, we're on the coast. The sea is like 10 feet away. It's snowing. the end of October, fucking freezing, <laughs> and we're parked in a we're parked in a market square. So we're not even in a car parking space. We just pulled the van up to load it. I couldn't even move the van. So we all got in the van, and I was ringing AA, 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 but I couldn't start the engine to charge my phone. So my phone was dying. Two different recovery guys came to try and drill the lock out, and neither of them could do it. So they gave up and left us. Um, we had to sleep with the doors open on the van because if we'd have shut the doors, the van would have locked itself. The alarm would have gone off, and I would—I didn't have the key, so I wouldn't be able to turn the alarm off. So we had to sleep with the doors open at the end of October by the sea. And then the following morning, because it was the Halloween night at Whitby Goth Weekend, we'd all been like dolled up. Everybody had skull face paint on. We were all covered in fake blood, and we had no way of washing it off because all our stuff was in the back. Um, Adam and Jason walked to a garage to find somebody that could help us in full stage regalia with painted skulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. And then we drove to London. 
Yeah, we made it to the show. It with a with a van literally held together with paracords. <laughs> yeah. God, it was bad. It was I had to climb bad, in the back of that van with all, all this shut. equipment just sitting on top of me, just trying to keep the doors shut so it didn't fly down a hill on other people's cars until we could find someone to fit a mechanism in it. And oh, yeah, they were tight. It was a bad one. That was, that was a particularly bad one. It always involves, always involves something going wrong with the van. Um, <laughs> we got attacked by geese once in the service station. I remember that. Like, largely our tours are pretty well behaved, to be honest, because I get ill really easily. And if I get ill, everything's fucked because then I can't <laughs> sing. Um, so li- largely we're quite well behaved, I think. Well. You you normally go to bed when we go out, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we it's go out. <laughs> but pretty much. <laughs> so the van is basically the uh, worst member. <laughs> yeah, basically reliable. Yeah. Like, like the songwriting and stuff, and like the gigging thing, we've got down. It's the actual transport. We haven't quite figured out yet. We don't know really what we're doing there. Everything else is all right, but we need to figure out how it get get from A to B. Yeah, even uh, we, we once went to Europe, didn't we, for a tour? And I, mm-hmm. I put the ferry across, and it was an overnight ferry from Dover to France or something. Was it France we got? I think it was San Malo, I think. And then um, Mikey asked me, where, where are we staying on the boat? And have we got rooms and stuff? I was like, no, we're, we're staying in seats. And he was like, oh, I know you're joking. You're just pissed about. I was like, all right. So we got on the boat and we were literally just in seats overnight. I booked the wrong, booked the wrong boat. <laughs> that wasn't I was displeased. I was displeased. Yeah, uh, it was a long way. Yeah. So, I mean, we haven't really got many golden tour stories. They're mostly like stories of disasters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... Close recoveries, <laughs> shit that nearly happened, you know. Um, yeah, they're just the Tom Hanks of travel. Yeah, <laughs> that is clear. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so one last question: If you could rock out with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh. David Bowie. Ooh, that's a good oh, one. Definitely. Good choice. <laughs> Mm. What about you, Adam? <clears throat> Let me think about it. You you go for it while you if you've got one in mind, Bailey. I think I'd rock out with Sid Vicious, even though he couldn't play. I just reckon I'd be a crazy night. Probably yeah. wouldn't like, survive the night, would you, Bailey? I don't think <laughs> you're you sorry. I don't, I don't think, think you'd survive the night. Yeah. No, definitely <laughs> not. But it'd be fun. Um, <laughs> could be. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of who'd be a, a fun person to party with. You are quite a. How about the guys in Oasis? They'd probably be dickheads, but yeah. it'd be a fun night. Yeah. Oh my god! It'd, it'd, that it'd, hell. Be, it'd be a crazy night, but. Oh Christ! It'd be a fucking nightmare, that mate. <laughs> I really like it. I, mean, I, I bet it'd be a laugh. I bet it'd be a laugh. But it'd be, yeah. 
that's another night you probably wouldn't survive to be honest. So. Yeah, not quite as horrendous as a vicious one, but no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sounds like it sounds like only one of you would survive this night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, me and David Bowie would just <laughs> sit down and talk about like indie art and <laughs> modern <laughs> weird films. <laughs> and have to go search for the other two in a ditch somewhere. That's what. Yeah, I'd probably be in some dive bar. <laughs> probably not having any on like my tenth whiskey. I can't drink whiskey. Whiskey just is awful. Don't know anyone can drink I'm, that. I'm still obsessed with uh, whiskey and ginger from Download. Yeah, it just sends me crazy. I just don't know what I do. I just black out and do the stupidest shit. It's awful. I tried to climb a cathedral thinking I was Spider-Man. And I had no recollection of it. Yeah, I got a foot in the air and fell off and hit my head. And then I had no idea it happened. I found out the day after, just before we were about to get on stage, and then anxiety kicked in. Went, oh, shit, what did I do? And we had to play a show. Yeah, not good. Good. <laughs> uh, so, if you want to just shout out your uh, social links where people can find you, yeah, of course. Um, we are at Sirens Fall and we are on everything, not Bebo, but we're on everything else. And it is so Bebo. You know, we might actually have a Bebo. I remember getting drunk one night and setting us up a MySpace. Um, it's at as Sirens Fall everywhere. Same on everything. So. Easy to find, easy to Google. We also have a Patreon page. Which we is, do. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Asirens Fall, which is massively helpful to us. Every, everyone who, we've got quite a few people. We've had it, how long have we had it now, Mikey? About, we've had it about 18 months. And if it hadn't been for them, we wouldn't have put out the last God knows how many singles. All the singles we put out in that time, really. Uh, we wouldn't have been able to repair the van on a number of occasions. <laughs> um, and I don't think we'd have been able to keep the lights on over the course of the pandemic, to be honest. So massive shout out to our Patreon supporters. You're all... And you've only got the one tier idea. on there, haven't you? The one price. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. five pounds for everybody. which is the price of a Midlands pint or a posh coffee with cream on it uh, to us once a month. And you get loads of stuff in return for that. It's like a third of a good takeaway. <laughs> All good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so thank you for coming on. All right. Thank you so much for having thank us. Thank you for having us.